Hello, I'm Afia Salter, and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello, beautiful being, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifest Edit Podcast. You are joined today by your gorgeous host, Afia Salter. Wow. I mean, she definitely has a face for podcasting, let's just say that. I am really jazzed today to talk to you about something that has been changing up my mindset manifestation game lately and is something that I have been doing well actually I've been doing it in various forms over the years which kind of lends itself to this episode because I'm going to be sharing with you different methods that you can use to track your moods and also why it's so fucking important. As a coach I will never claim to know people better than they know themselves although I may see potential unrealized potential in people that they haven't yet allowed themselves to see I don't know the ins and outs of that person. I only can go off the information that they have given me or allowed me to interpret, which is why one of the things that is so important when I'm working with my clients, particularly one-on-one or in my mastermind programs, is that they are collecting their own information, evidence to either share with the group or share with me of how they're progressing. And this is one of the reasons why I always encourage tracking things, whether it's tracking achievements, whether it's tracking, I mean, I don't love to use the word failures, but tracking areas for improvement. If you've purchased the Manifest and Reflect workbook, you'll see that every single month you have prompts that are helping you track your manifestation progress, the wins, the challenges, the things that went really well, the things that could do some improvement. And the reason I do this is number one, to get you in the habit of celebrating and also reflecting and gathering this information, gathering this evidence of your manifestation power, but also because it helps you become more self-aware and to learn more about yourself within the process. So not just about the way that you manifest, but the way that you operate in the world during your human experience. This is not only something that I do with my clients, but it's also something that I do for myself. And one of the reasons why it did become such a permanent fixture in my life and how I began to see the importance of it was through my struggle with getting a diagnosis for my endometriosis. And over the course of five or six years, I was showing up to the doctors, telling them all these symptoms I was having, how challenging it was becoming for me to show up every day, feeling extremely tired or in a lot of physical pain. And I would just continue to get rebuffed by doctors. And then one of my friends suggested actually when I had started Um, paying for private healthcare in Australia because I just really I wanted someone who I could trust and who believed in in what I was going through and I started paying for private healthcare and one of my friends suggested to make the most out of the sessions that I should track my symptoms I should write everything down because something else that was happening was I would be showing up to my doctor's sessions and after a number of bad experiences and I don't use the word bad lightly. I mean, these were these were bad experiences where I would leave feeling like really humiliated or just 
really frustrated. And after a number of experiences like that, it caused me to build a sense of distrust in myself and to doubt what I was going through. So what my friend suggested was to actually track things so that when I showed up to doctors, I didn't get overwhelmed and forget what I wanted to say or miss out on things. But I could say, look, this is what's been happening for me. How can you support me with these symptoms? And also side note, what the fuck's going on? (laughs) So I actually had an incredible gynecologist in Melbourne and after I presented him with presented him with my fact sheet, I was like, this is what's been happening. He straight away was like, it sounds like you have endometriosis. And over the course of the next six months, we worked together to get my diagnosis and also to eventually get surgery. So that was just so huge for me. And I'm sure that we would have got to the same conclusion if I hadn't been tracking things, but it would have taken a lot longer. So it made me feel really empowered and confident and sure of what I was going through by having those things. Also, after you have surgery for endometriosis, it's an ongoing thing. You typically don't just have one surgery for endometriosis. It's something that keeps coming back and you have to continue to get surgeries to manage your symptoms. So when I went for my initial checkup, (laughs) and this is actually, I'm laughing, but it was actually extremely disheartening. I go and she's like, okay, so essentially we'll know it's time to come for your next surgery when the symptoms are just getting worse. So, you know, keep track of how things are going and when things are really bad, then that's time to come for your next surgery, which was just just great to hear. But coming back to shifting your mindset, tracking your moods can be extremely empowering in the same way and it can also help you look for patterns in how you react to certain events how certain things impact the way that you operate in the day what makes you feel good what makes you feel stressed what makes you feel all of these different types of things and so for some time I'd been tracking tracking wind tracking things I've been manifesting things like that and also for the past few years I have been tracking my income and also writing about my days my working days and if anything specific happened when I had a low day if anything specifically happened when I had a high day and listen can you tell I'm a data gal I love I love work having all of this stuff laid out for me it makes it just really easy to because you can think something and you can feel something and then the next day it's gone, that feeling might be transient or you might even forget. But when you have it very clearly either written down or tracked in an app, you can't deny the evidence that's in front of your very eyes. So while I had been tracking all of those things, it wasn't until mid last year that I decided to start tracking my moods. And this actually came about because of my favorite meditation app that I've been using now every day for the past three, maybe three and a half years now. And they added in this new feature. I'm someone who never updates my app. So I, I had to update my app because it was glitching for something else. I'm like, oh, they have this cool new feature where you just press a button and it says, what mood you're experiencing so I think there are five five options of moods of like really bad okay uh wait maybe there's four options okay number number of options doesn't matter but they give you a number of options on to choose what mood you're feeling and then after you pick what mood you're experiencing you have further options to choose from which is why am I experiencing this mood or what emotions are coming up around this mood so for example if I'd pick good 
and then it would have a number of emojis of like why are you feeling good i might put sleep i might put friends i might put family and then it might say what are some extra emotions that you're feeling alongside this i might say blessed i might say grateful whatever the choices are and so i've been doing that now every day for the past I don't know how long but it's been a number of months and it's been so interesting to me because this was the first time that I really truly truly realized how much of an impact sleep was having on my life like I knew that I am just a nicer person I'm a happier person when I have more sleep but what I was seeing what the tracking was telling me because it creates um, a pattern a graph for you to look over and you can tap into the old ones and see okay if I was having a bad day why was I why was I having a bad day and what I can see is is very clear that the majority of times where I'm having a bad day where I'm having a down day the most common number one factor that it is linked to is my lack of sleep on the other hand, it was also really fascinating to see that my number of really good days or great days even are related to spending time with my friends. And I knew that my friends were important to me, but it's just really interesting to actually have the that information laid out for you in a very clear, distinct pattern to see and to use that information as a tool. So if you would like to begin the process of tracking your own moods, I'm going to give you three ways that you can do that. So number one is journaling. I have been journaling for since, okay, maybe five years now. Not not every day, but I have been journaling for a number of years now. And for me, journaling is a really great way for me to I just get what I'm feeling out of my head on onto the paper. My most common journaling practice is morning pages, which is a free flow stream of thought where when you wake up in the morning, you just journal what's on your mind, get it all out and then go ahead with your day. I do shadow work and prompts I create for myself as well. But the most common journaling practice that I do is typically my morning pages. And most people will do your journaling practice get whatever you need to get out of that journaling session and then never look at it again. I encourage you to journal. Maybe you want to pick a specific time period that you're going to commit to. So I'm going to journal every day for a week or I'm going to journal every day for a month. I have this thing with one of my close friends, Montel, and every September we have a September journal challenge where we journal every day in September and we each come up with 15 prompts for the month. So we have 30 prompts in total, half decided by her, half decided by me, and we just write every day in September. And then come October or come even while we're doing those practices, we can look over the whole of September and see what has come up around the different themes that we've chosen. So for whatever time period you decide to commit to, whether it's a week, two weeks, three weeks, I you know, I recommend something like a couple of weeks just to get you started. Just commit to doing a morning pages. So at the top of your page you write morning pages and then you just write free free flow for at least a couple of pages when you think you're done that's probably when the the stuff that is is most important actually wants to come out and then after your week is up look over what you have written or after your two weeks is up look over what you've written and see what patterns can you notice if you were feeling a little bit off is there a reason why if you were feeling super jazzed super excited if things were manifesting really easily can you pick up on any themes can you detect any themes there and that is a really great way to stay on top of your moods the only downside with this is you 
it becomes a challenge, okay, when you want to look back over, let's say, the past six months of your life. And to read every journal entry from the past six months of your life might take some time. I know certainly for me that I would tap out before I probably even got to two months because it, it just wouldn't interest me anymore. And I really need to have my attention held in these situations. So that can be a downside, especially when it is written down. But I still think journaling pen to paper is is really is cathartic and it you just don't get the same feeling from writing things down online um in the day-to-day it is great for longer term things like mapping out plans and vision certainly type it is great to have a number of records on it but i personally believe for me journaling always has to be about putting pen to paper in the day-to-day So that is one way that you can track your moods and then maybe rather than tracking, okay, I'm going to look back over the past six months. If you make it more consistent of at the end of the week, I'm going to do an assessment and see what comes up over the past week. If you are kind of stuck on how to come up with things to say, or you're not really sure what kind of questions you want the answers to, this is where my manifest and reflect workbook can come in really handy because every single month you've got those prompts for manifesting, you've got those prompts for reflecting. You know specifically what information you're looking for and how to use your intuition to get those answers as well. So that is in the link in the show notes if you'd like to buy a copy. It is $22 and you get 13 pages of manifestation, reflection, as well as examples of how I personally would put this into practice as well. So that is how to track with journaling. The other thing that you can do is use an app like I do that is going to track your moods. This is really great because the app does all the technological behind the scenes, graph plotting, that kind of stuff for you, gives you options and is something that is really easy to stay consistent with because let's face it, you're on your phone the majority of the day, the majority of the time. The downside with the apps is, for example... I can only choose from a certain number of options. So let's say that I'm having a shit day because I'm having an endometriosis flare up. I can't specifically say that. Although I can pick health, it doesn't really talk to the depth of what I'm experiencing. So it gives you a brief overview, but doesn't capture the full essence of of the experience is what I'm saying. Still helpful, but that is just something to, to, to be aware of. The third thing is using your intuition, connecting with your intuition, with your higher self to feel, to sense what's going on in in your headspace, in your body. And depending on how your your intuition communicates with you, whether that's clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance, clairvoyance, these are things that you need to be aware of and be in tune with how your your body operates. This is something, again, going back to my endometriosis that has taught me to be really in tune with the signals that my body is giving me, where before I would try and ignore them and try and push them down, whereas now I'm like, okay, my body's telling me that I need to take a break. And if I don't listen to this signal, I know that I'm going to be experiencing more physical pain from trying to resist this and it can come up for me in other ways like 
it's not just about my physical health, but about my mental health, my mindset and my well-being. And it's just the same for you, that your body is constantly giving you signals and signs about what your well-being is or what next steps to take or even people to avoid or people to invite into your life. And you have to be vigilant and aware in order to look out for these things. A downside of this can be if you're not used to following your intuition, listening to your intuition, or you've had bad experiences in the past, which cause you not to trust yourself, it can be a bit more challenging to follow those intuitive nudges when they're coming or to actually know that something is an intuitive nudge. And But a positive of this is that your intuition is literally your personal language that your your body and your mind has created to communicate with you and that is yours and yours alone and I think that there's something so incredibly beautiful and powerful about that. So every single method of tracking your mood and checking in with yourself has pros and cons and you have to decide and determine for yourself which method or methods appeal most to you. So these are the three things I use to consistently track the way that I'm feeling, how my mindset is doing, and it really helps me to inform some changes that I want to make. There are other things that I do as well, but these are three of the main ones that you can get started with. And it's something that you're only going to get the benefits from if you stay consistent with it. There's going to be no point to do th- doing this if you just decide to stay super committed to this for a week and then you don't do it again for another month. You're not going to have the the data that you need to form any patterns or to come to any conclusions from. The reason why this has been so helpful for me is because I have my one thing that I've been doing for the past three years. I have my journaling that I've been doing for the past five years. I have my mood tracking that I've been doing for the past however many months and I have all these separate data sets which collectively help me to get a really clear picture on on the things that impact me in the day-to-day and when you have a clear picture of those patterns you can choose to just look at it and say okay this is just useful to know or you can choose to take that a step further and do something with that information. So I'm looking at this and I'm seeing actually you know, sometimes I would put off my going to the gym. I'm like, okay, I just need to get a gym session done today. When actually my best time to go to the gym is in the morning because it sets me up for my entire day and it makes me feel really good moving forward into the day. Same thing for meditation. I know I have to do it at the beginning of the day. I can do it at the end of the day to get a meditation in, but it's not the same feeling for me and it doesn't have the same impact on my life. And I wouldn't know that if I hadn't been consistent enough to track those things. Conversely, knowing how big an impact sleep has on me, I know that I need to make positive changes and I need to reinforce habits that support better sleep for me. So that's putting my salt lamp on at the end of the night, that's putting a red light filter on my phone, that's doing all these things that support me having a better sleep. Getting an eye mask, although my room is pretty dark, having the eye mask makes it pitch black, which I like. It makes it soft on my eyes. I like the weight and just certain things that I have, okay, through trial and error, how can I improve this? Is this making things better? Oh no, it's making things worse. Let's pull back on that. 
And so shifting your mindset is this continual process of checking in with yourself and rather than gaslighting yourself about your experience, you actually have something to go off of. You have some proof and you can use that evidence to change the way that you operate moving forward. So I absolutely believe that tracking your moods, tracking your manifestation wins, tracking everything to do with your manifestation journey absolutely lends itself to the level of success that you experience. So if you'd like some further support with this, I've listed two of my favorite tools, my Manifest Your Extraordinary Year Masterclass Bundle and also the Manifest and Reflect Workbook. These are two different items that are really going to help you begin this process of tracking, reflecting, using this information to shift and adapt. The Manifest and Reflect Workbook is focused more on the month to month and the Manifest Your Extraordinary Year is everything pertaining to the next year of your life and setting that year up for success, the kind of things that you want to look at tracking, how to choose themes that you want to look across and also connecting with your intuition and learning how your intuition speaks to you as well. So you can find all the details on those in the show notes below. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast. And I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous. 